Yeah. He's always lit in the hood. Every podcast, he makes a cameo. Tanjose, Tanjose. Do you guys pay that guy? This is amazing. No, it's great. Makes the cameo. He sponsors the pod, actually. (laughs) 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 You know, we're coming live from Exposition Park. This is what happens. This is amazing. By the way, it's beautiful outside. Yep. Mm -hmm. See, we're right here. Literally blocks away from the stadium. Winners of California, we got... Patent knee revealing shorts ain't no thing. Just hanging out, dude. Just going for a nice little jog. Um, yeah. This is Mr. Dweez along with Slim. Yo. We're in Expo Park. In today's episode, we've got Pat Aviles, the supporter liaison at LAFC. It's great to talk to an employee of the club here so early in the pod. And uh, we go over his origin story, passion for the culture, and a journey behind the scenes of what the first season looked like from the side of the club. We really hope you enjoy this pod because we enjoyed making it. Just to let you guys know, some of the language used on this podcast may not be safe for work or around children. Have fun. FCFC. supporter relations basically am the point of communication mm-hmm. between the supporters and the club the ownership the front office stadium staff uh-huh. uh, so yeah I, it's a lot of communication it's feedback that supporters have for the club it's dialogue between the club and the supporters and that's how it is we just work together we get shit done and it's fun so you've been at that job for how long uh, I've been at LAFC for over three and a half years. Hey, that's, that's pretty much the genesis of it all, everybody. Um, can you tell us how getting that job came about? Yeah, happy to. Uh, it's ironic. I have social media to thank. I was working at the Apple Store at the time uh, up in Thousand Oaks. Yeah, which is actually where I grew up, too. Mm-hmm. So I had done a couple of things. I would moved back from college, uh, was working in the Hollywood industry on some trucks, camera assistant, grip, lighting, that stuff, mm-hmm. working part-time at Apple, right. which was an awesome experience. I believe in a lot the way they treat their fans, their supporters, their customers, right. their customer experience, customer like service. Like, mm. It's just human relationships. Yeah. So anyway, that yep. leads directly into a lot of the, the stuff we'll probably talk about today, but um, working there, and then I love soccer. I grew up diehard soccer since I could walk. Uh, my dad took me to watch games at the Rose Bowl uh, when I played AYSO club, high school, all that stuff, and then uh, and still play rec league, adult league. I was managing two soccer teams at the time, yeah. which is fun. You know, you get everybody together week in, week out, Sunday league, uh, pay your dues, show up, wash your jersey. All right, I'll wash the jerseys. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> all right, your I'll, pay your yeah. I'll, I'll pay your dues. Yeah. I'll pay your dues. Okay, I got the ref on this I'll one. I'll kick dude. the damn ball for you. Just be on the field, dude. Yeah, That's exactly. Awesome. Just show up and play, man. Yeah. Let's just get or a Or at least respond to, to the emails. Exactly. Can you respond dude. to the emails? And if not the emails, please 
be available for text. Now Dweezy is projecting from his I know, he's talking about his, yeah. his frustration. You heard enough of that last episode, bro. <laughs> right, right. So you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Being, you know, manager of the team. Uh, that was fun. Like, it really hit me hard when uh, after college I went to South Africa for the World Cup. Mm. That was like my big trip I wanted to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I worked all the summer, you know, bartending and, and then made some money and went to the World Cup with two of my best friends. Respect that, man. Jeez, that's and awesome. It was yeah. one of the dopest times of my life for sure. Uh, How long were you there for? 30 days. Oh, wow. okay. I thought days. you were there for a couple of weeks. No, he <laughs> really, really did it. 30 did days. If he was going to do it, he's going to really do it. Yeah, flew into Johannesburg and mm-hmm. then rented a car and drove east to Durban and then all the way down and around the, the Horn and into Cape Town. Jeez. So saw That's a lot sick. of that country. Oh, my goodness. And that it was during sick. the World Cup, so it was the world's biggest party about soccer. I was there for three weeks. Yeah? What cities? But not all of them. Same. Yeah, good. But I, I didn't rent a car there. I just like hitched rides with people and did the couch surfing thing. Cause oh, I was, yeah. I was pretty broke at the time. Oh, but I made it to South Africa, so. Bro, yeah, that's crazy. It was Biltong and Bunny Chow, and uh, you know matches where you could get in. So what was the most memorable moment during that South Africa trip? Excuse me. I would say like meeting people, meeting people in the hostels, mm-hmm. in the bars from all over the world. Yeah. And just. Easily striking up conversations yeah, about yeah, yeah. soccer. That's awesome. Yeah. And the friends were from here. Uh, yeah, two people. friends that I grew up with. Yeah. Sick. Tell us about what, what, what are you wearing just like national gear as you walk around? Like how, how is everyone spotting each other and like how is it so easy to strike up conversation? Is it just like, you see, it's like almost like gangs, like you, you see the colors <laughs> and you're like, let me talk to group E's contestants yeah. today kind of thing. Totally like that. Everybody's repping their colors, repping their country. Yeah. So it's all countries and it's like the fun party UN meeting where you're like, hey, that guy over there is banging <laughs> Netherlands? Cool, let's go talk to the orange guy. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, so it was fun. Like, exactly. Right. Like, number one question I got, and this is one of the things that really turned me on to support a culture, was yeah. who do you support? Mm. Just right off the bat, when you meet somebody around the world talking about global soccer. Yeah. It's an international competition going mm. on, the, the best World Cup, so we're all country repping, but right. mm-hmm. who do you support? It's not where you're from, what's your city, it's who right. do you support your club. So they they're only concerned about the club that you support, not mm-hmm. like even like if famous Argentinian travel fans like they're obviously there for that, but they are like what club, what division, whatever you, do you support? Yeah, that? yeah, and you know, and of course they asked me, and I told them like, well, I'm an American soccer fan. I love Manchester United. Yeah, I love the U.S. national team. Like, right. But as I'm saying this, you could tell on their face, this guy's like, and I and I would then ask them right back, who do you support? And he'd be like, Fulham. Uh, Ajax, yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. just conviction, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that's his club, that's his team, that's where he's from, that's yeah. what he's a part of. Totally, yeah. or she. Yeah. That that that, <laughs> or that she. makes me more proud to have a, a club that I support now, like yeah. a local, because yeah, it, it, I can imagine like if people are from there asking that, and you come with Manchester United, they're like, oh, dude, you get that look. Yeah, well, that's that, that's fascinating, man, because like. That's that's funny that even in the global competition, it tells you so much about a person to hear about what club they represent. Because often, because it's so tied to the city centric local stuff that comes out of it. But yeah. and so, did you feel like a? This is what I hate too. Is like you have to explain so much. Like I'm, I'm American, mm-hmm. I support a UK team, kind of thing. Did you feel like you did not have an MLS club? So I watched MLS. My dad took me to Galaxy games at the Rose Bowl. It crossed my mind. I was like MLS, Galaxies in LA, and. I would say that, but I always would always say, like, you know, I know. I already know going into me saying it to this person from the world, MLS is not there yet. Mm-hmm. MLS is a joke right. right now. 
Um, but even even beyond you saying it to them, did you were you amped about going to MLS games? Did you enjoy it, or was it something to do? It was soccer. I think I was young enough where I was like, it's soccer and it's cool. Yeah, it's American soccer. Mm-hmm. I was a Kobe Jones fan growing up for sure. Same. Uh, Eric Winalda, those guys. So it was it was awesome, and it was all we had mm-hmm. here in the U.S. I wasn't around when there was Aztecs and um, you know NASL and that stuff. So. Yeah. My first experience with professional soccer here was MLS and was the Galaxy. And, right, yeah. You know, they're LA's team. So Pat gets back from South Africa. He's had this life-changing experience. Starts working at the Apple Store. He's got soccer teams he's managing. At what point do you hear whispers of another team coming to LA? And, you know, had you, had you ever gone to Chivas USA games? And how did you first hear about a new team? Um, so never once had I gone to a Chivas USA game, and uh, I'm tracking MLS. I'm I'm pretty hardcore into MLS because I'm hardcore into growing American soccer, seeing the league get better. So at that time, I watched the down years in the 2000s when MLS was not doing so hot. Right. right. And uh, I'd watch every MLS Cup and the All-Star games. New England was good. Metro Stars were around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always did that as I grew up. And then I, when I get back from South Africa, I'm working at Apple. That time passes, and then I go to Brazil. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm going to answer your question. You guys got take, us your right. Honestly, take, take us on your ride. Honestly, he's pretty much just fucking flexing on us right I get it, bro. Flex, bro. I wasn't in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> you are in Seattle for the important game. No, no it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. That's going to be the perfection. That's the joke. ongoing joke. I was <laughs> oh. the only dickhead not in Seattle, guys, okay? All right, go Sam, on. That was so much fun. Now he's from South Africa at, to Apple Store to Brazil. Pat, so Pat made it all the way through continent, and you couldn't make it to a city right, on the same right. west coast as that. We went over this last week. I was in the Bahamas, but I didn't have sex, so it wasn't really worth it. Let's move <laughs> on. So go to Brazil. It's amazing. Now you're seeing South American culture more. You're this is 2014 World Cup. This is 2014 World Sick. Cup. Rio de Janeiro. I spent a lot of time there. We probably pass each other on the streets down there, too. <laughs> no doubt. Copacabana was lit. Yeah. We're, we're just giant soccer nerds. I yeah. know. I love it. I, would, I wish there's I had. Just a couple of guys doing a couple of things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that makes these couple of guys feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Go. 30 days as well? No, just uh, 10 days there. Hey. Yeah. Cool. It's a classy trip. It was classy. It was a jungle thing. <laughs> it was fun. Um, so, yeah, so I'm watching MLS grow. And it's gaining speed. As you see, every World Cup, American soccer gets a bump. And it's been cool to watch for the last couple decades. Yeah. Except last year. Yep. But that's for another time. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely a whole pod. Yeah. So I see Chivas USA go down the tubes. You know, a year passes, and I the league office about what they're going to do with Los Angeles and the second team and all of a sudden I'm on Twitter on break at the Apple store scrolling through my soccer feeds mm-hmm. and uh, I see Los Angeles Football Club gets mentioned a rumor of this new club mm-hmm. and this ownership group yeah and so uh, then the launch happens you know I signed up I got the red and black sticker nice um, the letter from Los Angeles Football Club which, for those of you who never had it before, hi, on behalf of LAFC leadership, I want to personally welcome you to the Los Angeles Football Club. As an early supporter, you're a true LAFC original. Hey. There's lots of work to do, and we want to make sure you stay involved in the important decisions from the official club name and colors to the logo and even the stadium experience. 
This is your team as much as it is ours. Can you do me a favor? Use the buttons below to tell your friends that you're <laughs> part of LAFC and ask them to get involved too. <laughs> One more thing. Your limited LAFC sticker will be mailed to you in the next few days. When you get it, please be sure to stick it in a place where you and other fans will see it every day. More soon, Tom Penn. President hey, Penn. what's up, Shut Tom? Up. Mine came November 18th, 2014. Damn. So But ago. continue. So, so Pat receives this email and reads it, and he thinks to himself... This is awesome. <laughs> I'm in. LAFC, new club. Right. So so from there, what happened? Pat got um, yeah, you went from you just yeah, went from you a guy excited from, about a team to a guy who's getting now, a sticker to I believe everything. recording a video of yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like that, I'm stoked on that. I'm stoked on the idea of this new team. I want to know more. I want to know where they're gonna put a stadium. Uh-huh. Share a stadium with somebody. Who's LA? So many questions. Yes. And then players, dude. I'll, this is going to be a great opportunity for MLS to be huge yeah. in L.A. <laughs> yeah, he's always lit in the hood. Every podcast, he makes a cameo. Pandulce, Pandulce. Do you guys pay that guy? This is amazing. No, it's great. Makes wow. the cameo. He sponsors the pod, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we're, you know, it's we're it's coming it's live from Exposition Park. This is what happens. This is amazing. By the way, it's beautiful outside. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can see, we're right here. Literally blocks away from the stadium. Yeah. Winners yeah. of California, we got... Pat and knee revealing shorts ain't no thing. <laughs> Dude, just went for a nice little jog. Um, yeah, so I, I'm stoked. Stoked on it. The idea. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I support this club already. Right. I want to stick the sticker wherever I want and let other people see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tom, I'm doing what you say. Exactly. Thanks for explaining me how to put the sticker on. <laughs> I'm in. So I was stoked. And then I, I go back to doing my thing. I'm working, and lo and behold, another day, I'm on break at Apple. Scrolling through the Twitter. Yeah. Thank God for, for whatever the universe was cooking up that day. Because there was a job posting for supporter relations at LAFC. Can't wait to go home, dig in. What did What is this? Uh-huh. What is this job? What do yeah. they need? What do they want? This is very early. And so I do it. And I send in my resume right away. I write a nice letter. I'm all psyched up. Yeah, it, it was a video, wasn't there? I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm so excited about. All right, I'm so excited about. Dude, I, I just been wanna... talking about this video since we got here, no, bro. No, I was like, I think I just submitted a video. I, I think he has this video recording the somewhere in the, in the tuck. Yeah. It, it's like, uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm stoked, and uh, I go home, I write this letter, I, I send in my resume. And so I get a response and a phone call with Mr. Ben Goldman. Shout out Mr. Ben Goldman. He's the one that told me about the video. That's how I knew about it. Yep. Ben's, Ben's a G. Shout out to Ben Goldman. I, I owe a lot of where my life is at right now to Mr. Ben Goldman reading my resume. And Thanks, then, Ben. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Yeah. BG. <laughs> yeah, so he sets it up where I'm, the next step is to make a video of yourself. Mm-hmm. I had something up my sleeve. I was into video production. Yes. Yeah. That's what I studied in San Diego and went to school. Yep. Helped start a business down there with friends. Nice. To shoot some music videos, work at a radio station, shoot concerts. Had a little skill set in the tuck. So I set it up in my garage one night. Like, white background. lights, Jesus. That's amazing. I wanted to go for production, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I went all out. I was like, I have these things. This is what... It is LA after I'm going for it. This is me, dude. Sick. So I'm in the garage at night. My lady's upstairs. She's like, you got this. (laughs) Thank you. You got this. I'm going to bed. Yeah, (laughs) basically. But no, she was there. She was psyched up, supportive, and and I went down there and I handled business. I sat all night saying what I thought this new club could do. 
and what it could be mm-hmm. and the ideas I had for growing the fan base and that's what Tom had wanted to see that's what they had told me is like hey what do you what would you do to make people in LA like this club I was just wondering how much his girl still likes that he has the job <laughs> yeah, with how many fair. hours he has to be <laughs> at the fucking office little did she know that's little fair. did and she know garage Many people are better. She loves soccer. I've got to say first and foremost. And yeah, bless. But a lot less every she day. She loves soccer. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> she loves the 3252. She's, she's amazed by it just like I am and everybody is inside and out. Mm. She supports me. Shout yeah. out Melissa. To the day one. Shout out to ladies. So I submit this video, then chosen to go in for an interview with Tom Penn, the president of the club. Wow, nice. And they dug my video. Let's go talk. Uh-huh. So I go down to the OG Wilshire office. And I get there first to get off the elevator and you see like Peter Goober, Golden State Warriors jerseys, Mm -hmm. big Dodgers fat head on the wall. Mm -hmm. Okay, sick. (laughs) And by that time, you know who the owners are. Magic's involved. Okay, this is ambitious. I like this. This is LA. Mm -hmm. A big point that hits, you know, like right out the gate. When they think about our club or when when this club came around, it's like, you couldn't get a more L.A. club than the ownership group that started it. Yeah. Right. All 30 of them. <laughs> 29. Didn't you take the quiz? <laughs> so is it actually 27? I don't know. 30. 30. It is 30. 30 Damn. now. But at the time, it was less. See, bro, I'm forward thinking. <laughs> so, yeah, so I go see Tom Penn, and I sits on the couch, and he asks me, he's like, all right, what would you do? What would you like to see this club be? Holmes, like, I want everybody in L.A. to be about this club. Just like all the other major cities in the world when you think of soccer. The Barcelonas, the Londons, everywhere. Yeah. The Rio de Janeiro's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I was like, we gotta get people, we have to do watch parties for everything that's happening, like soccer. Like, there's already soccer here. People love it. Let's mm-hmm. just amplify it. Mm-hmm. Get the bars to watch, to show more games support bars that do show games mm. get into street soccer there's already a scene of pickup soccer in Los Angeles it's been here for you know probably a century now mm-hmm. yeah uh, at the park at Griffith Park all over by the Coliseum all that stuff um, we just gotta amplify it and like throw parties at it basically yeah. you know like let's yeah, throw yeah, parties yeah. for soccer that's yeah. what the World Cup is right it's a giant fun everybody travel and experience to right, right, right. football so one was like everybody's gotta you gotta do the scarf thing because it's traditional in soccer you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's dope it's gonna be sick to see everybody walking around the streets wearing soccer mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah did he did you did you feel confident did you feel good about it about the interview uh, I felt good Walking about away. it because it's like anything that you you know and right. you love mm-hmm. you just get to go in and talk about it See that you hear that confidence from Pat's voice. All right, that's that's shout out to every every person who tried to get that job. You are you're done. You're done out there. You, you said it's like anything else you like to talk about it that you love and you walk in there. That's just handle it with ice right in his veins, you know? Yeah, he can see yeah. he can see trophies on the wall, he could see platinum plaques, whatever it is. Yeah. He's still gonna it's not phasing. Pat said, show me, show me the magic right now. Give me give me magic. I want to, I want an audience. You know his superpowers are in the locks, bro. Don't don't oh, doubt the locks. So you start like what, a week after that? Uh, it was pretty quick. It happened pretty fast. It was like two weeks tops. Wow. Still commuting from Thousand Oaks? Still living in Thousand Oaks. Shout out to Thousand Oaks. It's Oaks. been a rough year. Yeah, yeah man. That's no doubt. Some gnarly times in the community, so hope no one's community ends up like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot have, but anyway. At that time, when you got hired and you got in and you started working, did you have any idea what you are getting yourself into? No. 
no, dude. It's not like I was getting myself into. It was more like I had no expectation or no idea of what it would become. Right. Yeah. I was stoked. I wanted it to be huge. I mean, that's always been mission from day one is get LAFC the biggest club that you could ever make. Do you remember your first day? So there was a second interview, by the way. Yeah. The next one was more of a second interview slash onboarding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're right, right, Sam. It was none other than yep. Mr. Richard Roscoe. Hype man of the Future century. guest of the pod. Yep. <laughs> the legend himself. What, what was that? <laughs> that was awesome, dude. I could tell. Dude, this, this dude believes in soccer the way I believe in soccer. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who do you support? And he's like, Tottenham. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit birds. <laughs> shit birds. <laughs> but we, told, we shared right away how you do when you meet somebody that's passionate and loves yeah. soccer. Like mm-hmm. I did the World Cup and everywhere. Like we do together about LFC. Mm-hmm. Told me his experience of Tottenham and watching them in Canada. He'll tell all you guys his experience. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I told Less him. Less He asked me. He said, I, said, <laughs> I said, Manchester United. And he gave me that look. <laughs> the look that every the man you look, the yeah. fan gets. Uh, Which is, you like a winner. Yeah. Oh, cool. How's it like being rich? Alex Ferguson, okay. Slapping you up like that. They have no right. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's so anyway, awesome. so it was cool. We, we immediately off the bat mm-hmm. hit that like, okay, you and I are both on the same mission. Yeah. You guys are in this together at that yep. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was supposed to be an interview, but it was kind of like you guys reassuring each other. <laughs> it's kind of what it ended up as. We're huh? doing this together. Yeah. yeah, and I was at the time. I was like, I'm going to fire some ideas and let's go. And Rich was rich. Was rich already building the master plan. It yeah. was fun, really fun. Really fun first days. What was, what was like the first, do you remember like the first thing that you focused on? Like personally, like what your actual task was? Like, all right, Pat, you're going to do this. Whatever yeah. that was. Yeah, Watch number, parties? Number one was, uh, I mean, I worked on a lot of things very quickly out the gate at the same time. Adult soccer, watch parties, and then me and Rich kind of entered into the supporter world together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, supporter relations, okay. We need supporters. And your job when you got it was supporter relations. Mm-hmm. And your job now is supporter relations. Correct. Mm. We were the only two at the time working in what you would then call like a marketing department. Mm-hmm. And the marketing department was really supporters and supporter relations mostly, right? Yeah, like, that's, that's what that's what you guys are focusing on. Yeah, it, it really grew out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first people we brought on, because we, me and Rich also, one of the many things outside of soccer that we also agreed on and had the same kind of passion for was the vision, like, the, the look, the identity, and the story, the narrative of it. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, I was like, hey, this is social media. Like, this is, we got to get people to know about this and support this club. Yeah. Let's tell them what we think. Right. Let's ask them what they think. Boom. And like that, we knew we had to have kind of a good person leading that. So during my time, when I was working on uh, a lighting and grip truck in Hollywood on commercials and stuff earlier, I had met this guy who basically hired me on his truck and taught me everything I knew about lighting that day mm. and had me back and would teach me more. And that was Marcus. Oh! Mm. And this Marcus. is crazy, dude. Mm. <laughs> this is a name-dropping pod, and I love it, dude. Okay, this is like so. origin stories for comic book heroes. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So right. Marcus taught me everything I knew about right. lighting. It's wild, yeah. He was one of the most creative people, and still is one of the most creative people I ever met. And I was like, wow, blown away by this guy's talent, mm. yeah. for creativity and art. Mm-hmm. And he was doing everything from lighting to camera. We started doing, you know, directing and... It was great. And so uh, the first day that I worked with him, 
what did what did I do? I struck up a conversation about soccer. Right. Mm-hmm. I told him how I just got back from South Africa and told him was like, dude, you like soccer? And he told me he likes soccer. He grew up playing it near where I grew up, up in Oxnard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we talked about it. You have to go to a World Cup, dude. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it was cool. And we even juggled, literally, on like taking a break from set life uh-huh. and juggled around a soccer ball. And it was cool. So we had known each other for a while. So then time passes. Lo and behold, I get this job at LAFC. I meet Rich. Boom, we got to tell the story. We yeah. got to ask people to get involved. Right. We got to build this club. And so I was like, I got, I know a guy. I know a guy. Let me, Rich, let me introduce you to him. I think he's very talented. That was it. <laughs> that's wild. That's like straight up like some X Men shit right there, dude. That's awesome. It's the vi- Mr. Visuals himself. Yeah. I think I think everything uh, around this club has been special. Things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. I'd also, I would also like to say Pat was the first one to reach out to me mm-hmm. from LAFC. Yep. I, Easy. Bef- preparing for this, uh, preparing for this uh, interview, I like went back and just looked at the email. But let me tell you something. We got receipts. May 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 twenty. This is what's happening. May twenty fifteen. May fifteen twenty fifteen. Right. This is a job performance email. So five fifteen fifteen. Yeah. Pat Pat hits me up out of nowhere. Told me to come to the stadium site thing, and that set in motion a whole whirlwind of interesting, interesting stuff for the club. So I remember that. I actually remember that. No, you said you said. uh, My my name is Patrick, and I work with supporter relations team for the Los Angeles Football Club. We thought your article for Howler rocked. Hear that, guys? <laughs> Honestly, rocked. We would like to meet you and begin by extending an invitation to our big announcement Monday morning. If you're in Los Angeles area, we'd be interested to attend. I said something probably like super informal, like, yeah, man, sweet, dude, cool. See you there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it was, we were at Christmas Tree Lane knowing, obviously, that the stadium was going to be built there, which was huge. Yeah, the sports arena was still standing then. Yeah. We were there. Let's take a break yeah. real quick and... When we come back, we'll talk to Pat about actually how he does his job live yep. and direct. Pat, this is the Got You segment. We have more receipts. August 31st, 2017, at LAFC underscore TSG Instagram post, shows a very, very unique collection of people lining up outside of a bar at 6 a.m., taking a picture together. I walked into that bar at 5 to watch the Korea-Iran World Cup qualifier, and I saw a guy who's... Whose hair was way too curly to be Korean, and I was like, "What is this guy doing? He's wearing a Korean kit." I'm looking for just commonalities of everybody, and I re- I meet the the legendary now LAFC Pat. Just seeing you out there that morning in town, I really appreciate it. I think as of course. Korean people, we were um, very embarrassed about that game. I think uh, we're very uh, <laughs> we're so trash. We were very we're very as, as a Korean culture, we're very uh, cognizant of, of what other people think about us and, and what we do. And seeing that game uh, go to a zero zero draw with a Korean team unable to to string together three passes in a row, and just us drinking at five a.m. some random Korean town bar. It was six a.m. Um, You're not allowed to drink till six a.m. Six, we started drinking <laughs> at six. We started drinking at half. <laughs> We did get free um, beers and soju that day, yeah. so that was, that yes, was nice. Yes, yeah. Shout out Mokmada Joe. But um, what was that like for you to be there amidst like a culture that's still growing very much? You know, we're a different kind of like, Everyone's sitting down, there's no drums, and we're going off some weird stream with no announcers right that are going on. <laughs> but what was that like for you to be there on that day, man? It was awesome. I was stoked. It brought me back exactly to those times watching at World Cups with people from other countries and watching people passionate about their country and that's about awesome. soccer. Yeah. And that's was fun 
First of all, I've watched many 0-0 games. This was not the worst at all. <laughs> Second of all, South Korea was in the World Cup. So, True. again, again, nothing, no shame at By all. the skin of their teeth. You're yeah. right, yeah. Um, I, unfortunately, last World Cup suffered on the same day, knowing and finding out that Chile and USA, both of my nationality yeah. teams, got knocked out. So it's, I guess I'm still bitter. Well, know. at least we were drinking at 6 a.m. <laughs> so, so yeah, so Makmurujang right there in yeah. K-Town was sick. I really like that bar. Yeah, yeah. still like it. I remember even the restaurant next door, we went and got breakfast afterwards. Yeah, Pipers. Yeah, Pipers. Koreatown staple. Yeah. It was great for me because I didn't know Korean soccer culture in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ask you guys to do that. No one else asked you guys to do that. You guys did that yourselves. Like, <coughs> this is Korean soccer culture in Los Angeles. It exists. It's out there. It's happening. And so it's like, sick. Cool. You guys are glued to TV like me. We love soccer. Let's do this. And then that, you know, again, thankful shout-out. We have an amazing connection at Los Angeles Football Club. Yes, we do. I had known a lot of you guys through one Ben Chi. Shout-out, Ben Chi. Shout-out to Ben. And all of the awesome things that he was doing, uh, Kido, Josh, all you guys working with the other soccer culture teams in L.A. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I didn't even know about that stuff. I thought I knew a lot about soccer culture in L.A. and I knew what's going on everywhere. But no, there's this even cool scene going on everywhere. Right. And then it was just very easy to be like, okay, you guys like soccer how I like. I'm going to have to tell you that I work for this club called LAFC. Yeah. And we want to build something as cool as this. Right, right, right. Are you guys down? Yeah, that's kind of, that's pretty much how it started over some Korean barbecue. Yeah, I think I got my first uh, LFC hat on that day, too. Yeah, A yeah. lot of us did. You yeah. Know, there was, uh, the team was out there, but... Pat, you, your role in, involves you just going deep in the cut, doing your homework, and also trying to bring, you know, the, the communities that are already doing stuff around this this game that we all love, but that we may not know each other. And your, your, you, your job is to connect everyone to this hub, which, for us, is LFC. Is this kind of black and gold thing, so... How well, how hard was it to connect those dots? Like, you know, because I imagine you were also doing things like going to certain EPL bars, going to other communities mm-hmm. that were watching games, other communities that were playing games. Yeah. Was there resistance? What part of it was challenging in terms of connecting? I mean, there's certain groups of people that for various reasons don't, they don't want to instantly be like, yeah, okay, I'm in, let's mm-hmm. do it. But there's a lot of people that when you talk to them about soccer in the way you love soccer, they also like it the same <coughs> way. That's an, the, one of the greatest things about Los Angeles. It's, it's a soccer city for sure. Yeah. Because it's an international city. You have so many cultures here. So from there, it's just, okay, cool. Who do you like? Who do you, who do you not like? What do you want to see at a football club? And people love to talk about soccer. We're, we're talking on a pod about it right now. Right. Yeah. So it's very easy to start creating together this vision for Were there other communities like the, the, the one in Koreatown or the Korean soccer you know, culture that you just were to- that took you by surprise or things you hadn't expected to find? Um, yeah. Definitely Koreatown and Korean soccer culture has been a huge discovery and awesome because it's just amplifying. Every, every year now, it's going to get bigger and bigger. There's always the dynamic of your suburban culture of soccer, your mm-hmm. urban culture of soccer, the adults, the youth, and then you've got this crazy Instagram-fueled brands, marketing world, business world of soccer happening. Yeah. And uh, 
these brands are huge and in your face every World Cup and on TV and on Instagram. They're getting into the scene with artists and collaborations and mm -hmm. sneaker culture and street soccer and all that stuff. It's getting more mainstream. Right. I used to always talk about it when talking to people and still even use this analogy today. It's like skateboarding in the 90s in Southern California. Soccer is cool when it didn't used to be cool. In the 90s, it wasn't necessarily cool. It was a subculture. Yeah. yeah. So to see it kind of now with obviously the internet and YouTube and Instagram and all the cool things just amplifying the, the art and the culture and the passion for soccer, it's getting big now in the U.S. and in our city. When brands and, you know, like... I I think I've been to events with you for both Adidas and Heineken, like huge global sponsors of this game, right? Like, like when they want to get involved in the more community stuff, like how, how do you address that? I mean, you're, you're a point person for a lot of that stuff in terms of the like public facing uh, aspect of it. So what do you ask them? What do you ask them what they want out of it? And, and how do you guys kind of communicate and collaborate on that? It's a good question. Yeah. I, I love growing soccer. I've said that before, and this is a part of it working with these big brands and, it's very obvious it's business. Yeah. The the goal still remains the same is that's to grow soccer. And so to get more people exposed to it, to get more people involved in it the right way is what I try to focus on. I think uh, I mean the right way is, is definitely speaking the language, being real about it, being authentic. What does that really mean? And it means being face to face with people. If it's an event I go to, is it is it touching other things I think are cool? But like when you're talking to these people and you're getting feedback, you have to be pretty receptive. And that has to be somewhat of a flip from like a normal business or like a corporate or whatever sort of mindset because usually you have to be like, all right, we're doing these things. These are the decisions we're making. But now you're, you're receiving a lot of feedback and then doing things based. Yeah, like I've been in boardrooms that are trying to actively reach street culture, youth culture, and like the guys in the boardrooms are like haven't been a part of youth culture since... 40 years ago, right? And that's unfortunately the reality of it, but that's important why they they go to someone like you. Is they need to figure out what authentic means in that in, in today's world, right? And in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Like, that's really cool that the pillar that you stand on is like, it's a commitment to do something that's that's going to be here, grow soccer culture, past just what today's, you know, wine and dine sessions <coughs> with the Heineken event, they did the graffiti stuff, but that, that, that cafe is open to the public all the time. You see that. You see the, the art being raffled off and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I think it's really the way you set up these events or these campaigns is are you showing off places in the areas, like in, in Los Angeles, are you exposing people to a really cool neighborhood, something that maybe they don't know about, yeah. but it has been a part of the history of Los Angeles for a long time? Mm. So what makes L.A. L.A.? Right. Mm -hmm. Are you doing something there? That's a big, one of the, I guess, checklist things you look at. Mm. Um, are you already speaking to the people that are doing <coughs> this activity, soccer, in L.A.? Mm. If you're not, why are you wasting your time? Why don't you go to the experts? Why don't you go to the real people that are that love this and are right, feeling right. the real culture in real life yeah. <laughs> on a day-to-day -day basis? Stuff, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. who live this stuff. Involve them. Um, that was another really fun part is, is getting to know the, the soccer culture LA, the futsal. Your question earlier about like, what surprised you about different yeah. areas of this, it was, it was getting to know the street soccer scene. There's little futsal areas, hot pockets, hotbeds of LA. <coughs> Huntington Beach, Venice, here in South LA, Hawthorne, like Signal Hill, East LA, there's spots where people play right. 
who've been coming there forever, who yeah. just, yeah. They, this is where they naturally congregate to, yeah. right? So it was cool working with them, be like, hey, let's do a tournament. Are you in? You're invited for sure. Or gotcha. let's, tell me where to play that you play. It's a dope spot. That's, I think, a big way to keep it real, right. authentic. How did it go from all that to take us through gathering the supporters groups? <laughs> supporters. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's the heartbeat, man. <laughs> We've created this this body, this awesome you know specimen that's gonna run and be the be our club. Yeah, because Pat's like the shepherd. Be? He 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 herded all of these. Or kids. is he the yeah the wrangler? Kind yeah, of, he's yeah, got to yeah, get him. Yeah, are you a shepherd? Are you a wrangler? Shit. How do you how do you think <laughs> he uses his hair to man, reel I, it in? <laughs> I just let let the, the people do their thing, you know. But there still had to be a way to gather. How how did you gather all these groups? Because to me, it's still amazing that you gather people to. Go that hard for a club before we had colors, a crest, a uniform, a coach, a team, a player. Mm-hmm. So explain that process because yeah. that's amazing. Well, it's again to to the other things. You just be real, and you have to be real if you're a supporter, right? Yeah. Realness. That's all we got. It's what what you're the most passionate about. I love this club. Yeah. That's very easy for me to say. Mm-hmm. And so you start talking with people who feel the same way. And these supporter groups popped up quick. Social media. It is yes. the fuel to the fire. Right. <laughs> and so we had two groups that immediately pledged support to LAFC. Mm-hmm. We're not going to support the other team. Right. So who are those two groups? Shout out to the Black Army and District 9 Ultras. Hey. So what did that conversation go like? Billiards on Wilshire. So yeah, and, and Wilshire. again, same thing. You support LFC? Dope. Come in. Let's talk about it. Yeah. What do you want to see out of the club? Who are you? What's your group going to stand for? It's always about, this is your club. What do you want to see out of your club? What do you expect out of your club? A club of the people. And then also, and it's been cool because it's a two-way communication. It's a two-way street. It's brotherhood, it's sisterhood, it's a two-way street. What is your group about? Are there going to be community events? Are we going to go hard for 90? Are we planning to, like, the next FIFA? Are we planning the next cool song, the next Jump for LA Football Club, the next flag? What's next? Always pushing it to the next level of fun, creativity, support. The way you're talking about it, like, it just it seemed like such a good fit for you, and it seemed like it was so natural, and the club or at least specific pieces of the club were so on board. Did you ever have to look outside of LAFC and like ask a supporters relations person at another club in MLS or another club across the country be like, hey, you know, what do you guys do? Were you trying to find those things out? Or were you just like, you know what, I'm going to do it my way, we're going to do it our way, and that's, that's sort of working? Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, you get to a point where you love it and you're like, now we're just running free. We're doing it and yeah. it's growing and it's, it's serious and we're, we're serious about this. Mm-hmm. Supporters serious. Me and Rich are like it's, it's cruising. It's no football still, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. Yeah. <laughs> such yeah. a long time waiting. Just, for the football, just yeah, actually. for the listeners, this is all happening over a two or three year period. Right, right, and uh, and it's fun. It's we're building this community and this family and this like fandom. Yeah. Support. I definitely reached out around the league to other support relations because I'm like, hey, someone else has to speak this language, and maybe has been here before or mm-hmm. is doing something in support of culture around the city, around their country. And so, yeah, shout out to the other supporter relations that helped me along the way. Does every club have one? 
I believe last time I checked, not every single club even has one, uh-huh. but the majority do. Yeah. I think it's really important to the club to right. be able to communicate with the supporters. Yep. I'm not asking for a lot. Mm-hmm. They're not asking for a lot. Let's just keep communication open. Let's support the club. So shout out to people in the beginning that helped me out around the league. That it's kind of a funny little brotherhood sisterhood too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, what are the awesome things that you're doing? That's pushing American support culture forward in a good way. Were any of were any teams like particularly helpful in that? Oh, uh, for sure. Uh, definitely Portland, Seattle, Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. For so long in the league, were pioneers of support culture. Portland, I mean they. They could do better, man. They set the tone, and it's awesome, but you want to see supporters respond to the issue of racism. The racism needs to be stamped out, so yeah. let's think about it from all angles of how we can stamp it out from every Like, are, are the issues fairly similar, or...? No, it varies. It varies from city to city, culture uh-huh. to culture, of course, and um, communication... football so there's a lot of emotions and everything that come with it mm-hmm. but it's different everywhere um, it's great also talking to the new leagues that are coming in the expansion teams mm-hmm. you know anybody even that's old you know, 96 original teams that want to listen mm-hmm. to fresh ideas so it's cool and talking to international clubs as well mm-hmm. I was fortunate to get in touch with some international clubs in Europe and South America even in Australia that are into actively moving sport or culture in a good direction because yeah. I mean because your job is so it's so much like I mean in addition to herding cats in some ways and keeping everybody from boiling over you're trying to trying to keep the rails on something keep it organic without it going across certain borders depending on whatever those lines are at, at a given time based on the league based on the club based on the other things I mean has there been moments for you where you thought all right Supporter culture, this is all, like, too stressful for me. Like, I wish I was involved in the club in a different aspect and still could work in this. Or are you just like, this is my zone. This is, from the beginning, like, what, you know, struck you and you and you have wanted to stay there? Supporter culture is, is one of the most fun parts of soccer. Pure passion, pure emotion, it's awesome. The game, same could be said. Mm-hmm. The game is awesome. The business side, it's the business side. And it can be awesome. Um, but let's see. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the business side. I hear that. I hear that. No, no, it's not the business side. So yeah, I, In a different way, guys. So, like, you're you're the bridge between the business side and the support. It's been very interesting watching, uh, like, this whole building time of growing the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's here now. Yeah. The club is around. It's a team. Uh-huh. We have seasons. Yeah. Season after season, we have to support. uh uh-huh the club has to perform on the field Mm -hmm. how do we make everything work at the same time so many moving pieces it's it's gonna be hard season two yeah season three and season four but you guys grew a monster in (laughs) one year like is everyone just kind of or is everyone's like now that it's off season or is everyone's just right back into all their daily stuff that they gotta do or is everyone just kind of still like oh that was a crazy first season it was awesome. It was fun. And we did something historic with mm-hmm. the whole city. But there's so much more. So everybody is 
pretty fired up mm-hmm. because we know the potential. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we know the job's not done. Yeah. We know the job's never done, and that's right. really cool to think like, hey, this is LAFC. Let's let's keep it to a higher standard. Yeah. Let's raise the bar. Even as a newer supporter group, like we've been talking with our leadership, just being like, we're one of the smaller groups, newer groups. Like at very bare minimum, we're trying to double everything we've done, and like that thing that's at least for a season one to season two, like that feels like a he- something healthy for us that we can manage because it is so unadulterated passion kind of thing, right? That's yeah. like, how do we keep be- get better? At get- how do we get better at channeling that into community events? How do we get better at channeling that into growing membership? What our kind of outlook looks like on the field and like in the stands, you know? Like that's what we're talking about. And it's encouraging that you talk so much like this about the office. It's like, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think something you touched on before was this, the two-way road that is front office and that is the, the supporters section, the supporters union, and all that. Got to give a shout out to to you guys and your department, just because like I think it is it to have that kind of back and forth is 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 somewhat rare. I think in this league, right? To have that a front office is willing to dialogue and to get better because of the supporters, like that's really unique. Like, and the reasons are because it taps into something that's so so naturally powerful, but at some certain times aggressive, right? Have there been times where it's like, can you give us like maybe maybe a story or anything like where it got a kind of dicey to go back and forth <coughs> between supporters who really want, who a are thing. yeah a thing or pushing things forward in a way that maybe you guys haven't seen doesn't don't really see a, see a way it's possible this year, but can you give us an example of where that might have been not as neat and clean as as you'd hoped? Um, it's I think uh, in supporter culture. A lot of people. I mean, it's based out of sheer human power, you know? Yeah. It's awesome. And this is a big city. This is Los Angeles. You have, again, so many cultural backgrounds. You have so many experience, varying levels of experience with right. football, let alone supporter culture itself. And so, and it's great. And then you have fresh ideas. Uh-huh. Fresh, awesome ideas. Or you meet new cultures you know, moving some facet of soccer and love for soccer. All these people in a room, all these voices, it's not always going to be smooth. Everybody's got a great idea, right? My idea is way more awesome than anybody else's sometimes. (laughs) But it happens anything. I mean, it's just teamwork. It's like what's going to move it forward. So it's uh, it's communication, you know? And I think I've always believed that healthy, constant communication to move something forward is going to make it happen. That's one of the, the biggest parts that I enjoy about my job. Mm. It's because, again, I'm passionate about this. And it's right. part of my life. Yeah. Like, I yeah. care to see it do well. What I've always got from you is, like, you want to hear. You want to you wanna discuss. I feel like that's that's been apparent from, like, day one when I met you. But I think that's that's pretty obvious. The one time I saw the, the joy leave your face was when dealing with uh, an away day where it was just, like, the other front office is not giving us any, any reason of it reason to, to have faith in, in like yeah. what's that like telling a council of, of 25 dudes who are hardcore that like they just need to wait on an answer you know yeah these people. that's a really good point away travel is such a huge thing right it's so awesome first of all like if you haven't been on a away trip what are you doing mm-hmm. what Gotta are go. you doing I don't go. know guys <laughs> yeah sometimes it's like dealing with other clubs like you're saying you know it's not we're rolling in here to support soccer deep yeah what's the plan and gotta be on it and same same when we host gotta give the same respect and same info to the other supporters that are coming right um 
Yeah, it's frustrating sometimes. It's not to the point where everybody has safe standing rail seating or the most optimal conditions. Uh-huh. Um, but the league is, I, I think that's a priority of the league to keep making soccer-specific stadiums that are supporter-considerate. Where are you most excited to away travel to next year, knowing, knowing what you know from year one and seeing how far this thing can go? I am one of the only people that hasn't been to Atlanta yet, so I should go probably check those guys we out. We don't even have them next year. Or next season, oh, yeah, it's the be... season after that. I'll go then. All right, we'll wait to play. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have to do that. I've been to Atlanta. Uh, not the, the MLS team's games. But, yeah, uh, I think next year I would like to go see NYCFC and Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a stopping that. grounds. For me, old old stomping grounds for me. But. That's historically cool. Yeah, dude, I'm going. I'm Let's right go. Home. He's going. Dude, Let's hell go. yeah, man. Let's go. I'll be wearing uh, some some hideous hybrid mashup of a pinstriped LAFC jersey, so look oh, out for that. God. <laughs> Take one more quick break, real quick. You know what it is, tea with Dweez. We got Pat here for a little bit longer, and uh, we're talking some of our favorite memories of this last season. So many to choose from, so many different kinds of memories to choose from. Pat, you want to kick it off with some of the things that you, you really felt will kind of stick with you after this season? Favorite moment, number one. I'll give you number one tonight. The bank. Home opener. Hey. It's right down the street last minute it's so cool recording this being so close to the stadium right Uh, what's that energy like on the lead up to the game knowing everything that you put into it like what's you must be busy as hell but what's what's it feel like it's the biggest surprise you know like you're leading up you have had this idea yeah and you've worked toward this goal and everybody's excited doesn't matter who you are you're excited yeah. about LAFC home opener and seeing the bank lights soccer playing in LA 3252 doing its thing humble beginnings humble beginnings uncoordinated chalalas <laughs> I'll never forget the night before uh, till 2am putting the, the gold sheets and, oh. the, and the black plastic mm-hmm. out on the seats Preparing for the Tifa, all the hard work that went into the very first shoulder-to-shoulder Tifa. Yeah, sick-ass Tifa. So uh, there was like not—I remember it not even as a twenty-four-hour day, like as a forty-eight-hour from start to finish. I probably didn't even sleep the night, and it was cool, and we won. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Seeing everybody on their feet in LA, in our new home of soccer, take the win. We've arrived. Yeah, we've arrived. Please. Favorite moment? I would have to say, weirdly enough, the Salt Lake game. I was up there with, I don't know, there was probably 10 or 12 of us up there. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough, not, in, not as many of the Expos as we originally thought could make it up, but he let me tag along with those guys and write about it. There's, there's a record out there of what happened, but it was just, you know, coming off the high that was Seattle and seeing everything transpire the way it did up there. I think maybe for some of us, we thought we were dreaming a little bit. Like, this is too good to be true. Mm. 
you know, writing about the team, is this is like, okay, this team's like coming out and they mean business and yeah. the supporters are here, they're doing... Some pure jubilation. And then Salt Lake Camp comes up and significantly less supporters, you know, 12 to 15 compared to the, what, how many were up there, 300? 300, yeah. Up in, up in Seattle? 400. 400. I was sort of like, okay, well, let's see what this looks like with a small group, right? Mm-hmm. It was just as fun, not just because the score was as lopsided as, as it was, but also just because you now have these really intimate personal connections with different people and you get to see different things. And for me, to see magic or lightning strike twice in two weeks, to, to see that it wasn't a mirage, it wasn't a dream, the thing for me that made it real. And once it was real... Yeah, that that's definitely a memory I'll never forget. My favorite moment comes from probably one of well, probably our saddest moment, which was also real Salt Lake. In that 80th minute when it was the whole, I think it was a sense of our like we're gonna put everything into it because this could be the last time that we're gonna be able to sing until next season, mm-hmm. right? When so when the um, LAFC we will adore. That was going super loud at the end of the, the final ma- match we had this season. That, to me, was my favorite because it brought on the most emotion where I was like, all right, I'm sad. Through the sadness, I'm like, all right, I'm sad because this is so great and we built it throughout this year. Yeah. Although it was the shittiest moment of the season to me, yeah. it was also the best moment of the season. Oh, man. Josh? You know, I think, Pat, you touched on the, the opening game TIFO, right? And I think... Being in the supporters section while that thing is going overhead of you, and you just realize how massive this thing is. I think that's when weirdly, I mean, it's just black cloth on the other <coughs> end, right? But all the supporters had this look of terror for the people who've never been a part of Tifos like myself, but also look up in awe, just being like, "This thing is bigger than us," kind of thing, you know? And just like the image is is it represents us, but it's not for us today. And just seeing that broadcasted live and throughout the stadium after we I saw the replay, I'm just like remembering what it felt like to be under that thing while it went up and to represent everything that we, we stand for and shoulder to shoulder like that thing was really awesome yeah, that's, what I, that's what I remember really really fun I'm gonna cheat on all of our behalf and just put one more memory on there for all of us alright cheater dude Houston at home the rain delay oh uh, in, in part in part inspiration for the name uh, it never rains but it's you know just seeing what happened during that break and at one point standing shoulder to shoulder with my mother who we brought over from her normal seat on the south end of the goal walking by my landlord who owns this house where we're doing the podcast in the backyard from who was at his first game and he's like hey, man how did I pick the one game that there's going to be a rain delay because I've been telling him to go I've been, I had offered him tickets several times to come and sit uh, sit in my seats in the north end and he was you know, able to go for the first time. My brothers were there, you know, and we're all just hanging out. Dodger game goes on. I mean, the, the types of things that went on in that game, I think, yeah, we'll all, you know, a rain delay in L.A. It never yeah. rains in Southern okay. California. It was a lightning that delay, guys. It was crazy. was <laughs> crazy. We stayed out there for so long, and we could see lightning strike yeah. outside the bank, and no one wanted the game to stop. Nah. No, no, we're no. playing this game. Yeah. We're fired up. Yeah. We're how long was that delay one, in the, in the end? Do we, do we know? Do you, does anyone remember how long that delay was? That was a two-hour two delay, wasn't it? That was the second delay against Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we right. went there. Yeah, it was also the same. We were at Lucky's when uh, we went to Houston, and we just saw the clouds and the orange-ass sky come Yeah, up. that was like a, the apocalypse was yeah. coming yeah. You know, through Texas yeah, to the rest of the world. Yeah, people were in the bars just... But I think that was it. Yeah. You want to watch the rest of this game, so... That's amazing. Just keep singing and drinking and watching the game. 
on our group chat, you and Rich's like messages to us are like, those are like hearing from God at that point, right? Because like with the rain's not stopping. And we're all over here being like, is this going to get canceled? We've never been around this kind of rain before in this morning event. <laughs> and then freaking, I just keep getting written, uh, from messages from you, which would be like, every time lightning strikes, we have a 30-minute <laughs> mandatory delay. Like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And so I'm literally over here just like counting the minutes between each lightning strike. And be like, be like, hey, does that one count? Like, I feel like that was just a little thunder there. That's maybe a little moving towards the west side. And then just in the section like while the Dodgers are playing on the big screen waiting that thing out and singing and waiting and singing and waiting like that was surreal oh I just yeah. remembered something Ryan Ryan Wallerson lost his his car to that storm he had a convertible uh, he bought it he bought it after he moved here from New York oh, no. and Jeez. shout out to Ryan uh, covers LAFC for the athletic uh, his, his car in the interior got so wet that eventually you know the damage was so severe that he had to, he had to get rid of that vehicle but uh, he was he was there. We were sort of like taking in the game from the north, and he had never been there really before. And I had brought him there just just sort of take it in. And um, he waited too long before he realized like, oh no, <laughs> my convertible. I parked and like we yeah. had to run out and try to save him, but it was long. so so there was there was some sacrifice. But I think for the most part, that was a game that'll stick out in people's minds. Oh yeah, man. that's good. I mean, I have my number one memory, B. All right, one B, go. I guess. One B. <laughs> good, good. And that's uh, has to be sorry, Sam. The trip to Seattle. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> know, guys. You showed a lot of grace to Sam by not leading that with one A. Yeah. That's what everyone else. Is I was about. pretty happy when you didn't go with that one because I know that was one of them. But yeah. I mean, one A is. I'm, okay. No, Seattle I I, I almost <laughs> yeah, I almost man. cried watching it from my JetBlue flight back from the Bahamas. So I understand. Seattle trip, was it? It was the big one. This is what I used to say and why I will always say that you have to go on an away trip. Mm. Magic happens. Yeah. You want to be there. Magic happens with this club, home or when you go somewhere else. In that game, else. like, it was perfect. You know, uh, they, Seattle treated us right. They gave us as many seats as we wanted practically. Of yeah. course, they're up in the rafters. But, you know, yeah, they were good. And the city was nice. This was the first time we got to watch football for the club. Mm. This is when football was going to be born for Los Angeles Football Club. And so we go up to Seattle, and we're walking down the marketplace right by Pikes, and we're seeing people wearing LAFC on the road mission together for the first time seeing official football. And it was sick. We went hard, and... When that goal happened in the second half, sorry, first half. 12th minute. 11th. He had electrocuted everything. It lit the fuse. The whole thing exploded up there in Seattle, and everybody was hugging everybody, and everybody knew it was real. Yeah, man. That was the first winning feeling. Oh, can't beat that. Freaking amazing. Dude. Slim's going to have to sit through those all I know, the, every season. single pod. Right, I wonder if it. in five years into the pod, I wonder if five years into the pod, people will uh, oh, keep talking about the Seattle I will hate you so much by then. Pat, I trashed you guys at the bar the night before when everybody was just, it was electric everywhere, even at the bar right before. before. It was electric. And when we converged on that bar, 
it was everybody going nuts. Yeah. Uh, hadn't, hadn't been that fired up. And so we demolished that bar. <laughs> had so many good drinks and it was fun and yeah, people had man. a good time and hugging each other and singing and getting your last couple songs of practice in right, right, right. and uh, we did it we came this far and we even went on the road came a little bit further yeah. to get the first look at LAFC and MLS I would like to give a shout out to Pat uh, and everyone else who went up to Sacramento though for that preseason game because that preseason <laughs> game that, that was a lot of people at the preseason game there was, there was, what was, was it, three buses game. Was three buses? Two buses? How many people were there? There was two buses. It was a wild. Were, he, were either of you guys up there for that? No. Dude, that was that was pretty stunning. I was up there. I brought all these Yahoos that I live with up there, and they were like, ugh, we were going to go up to Sacramento anyway, so it worked out. But it was... <coughs> that was crazy. That was a preseason game to see how many people. They had that dry run that really... That gave me the feeling that Seattle was going to be what Seattle was. Yeah. But definitely the performance on the field and that goal will stick out in the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Do we think the first away match is going to be close to that lit this, this coming year? <laughs> the, the first Depends. away match, you know, go on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're not giving you a way out of here. Let's make some memories. Sam, just be sure you buy a ticket to every MLS Cup final from now on. Yeah, because you're not gonna want to miss that memory. All right, and Sam, and, and you got to go to you got to go to this one this year. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sam, right, Sam, 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 tell us your tell, tell us your tale now that we've we've waited for uh for you to for you waited for us. Talk so, I just got back from Atlanta to watch the MLS Cup. Um, I actually got surprised by the Tigers. They got me a flight to Atlanta. Um. To, to go out and get to enjoy it. They surprised me the night before the morning I was supposed to fly out. Um, so That's how we do. Yeah, nice That's little cool. surprise. It was, it, was, it was amazing. Shout out to Tigers. You guys are awesome. You want to be responsible. <laughs> so I went out to Atlanta. Um, I got to hit up a couple of uh, the MLS events. Uh, shout out to Ben, the plug. Hit up a couple of open bars. Got to meet some people that are part of the league and you know, within the family of the league and a bunch of shit that I didn't really care about. Then, I mean, Atlanta's always great. I, I went fully kitted out to to the match, uh, to the MLS Cup match. I had my cap, my tiger scarf, my... Yes. Really felt like a douche. I did it anyways because whatever, fuck everybody. But, you know, you gotta love Atlanta fans because, you know, all they say is, welcome to Atlanta. Did you come all the way out here for this? And then the funny ones will hit you with the... You know your team's not here today, right? <laughs> um, the fan base in Atlanta is pretty dope. That Southern hospitality, it's kind of hard to hate them just because they're so polite. What I was pretty impressed with was um, they had an attendance of 73,000 plus and not a single person sat down throughout the whole match. That's awesome. Uh, maybe in the suites. The, the crowd participation is is pretty pretty amazing over there they something i'm a little jealous of is that they're able to incorporate a little bit of hip-hop into their chants because hey it's atlanta so the atmosphere is dope but because their stadium's so dope like their supporter section isn't as audible throughout the whole match um so you know i the, what we're able to create in the at the bank because of the size of it um is something pretty special we're talking about stadium concert versus like intimate 
Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's We're, sort of what you what you might lose in a in seeing a big band at a big venue. Exactly. Gonna, you know, those are sort of the difference between the two things. Maybe not better or worse, just different. Yeah, kind of just experience. different, just different. You know, uh, more power to them because you know they're 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 able to pack out a seventy three thousand capacity stadium. So, you know, um, it did. Me and Ben looked at each other once. Like while it was going, we we're like, all right, well, they're doing this in their second season, so we have no fucking excuses coming up. You know what I mean? It's not even like they have some type of history or whatever. So it kind of put some fire under our asses to, yep. to you know, keep our support going in the direction that we're going. Um, you know, hopefully we we have faith in our front office to put the product on the field that that's gonna get us there. We were pretty envious that we weren't the the supporters tucked in the little corner that they have for had for Portland. Um, but Portland supporters came out. I was pretty surprised by how many like little flags they allowed Portland to bring in. So, and they were pretty loud during the game. You said you could hear. Them yeah, you time. could hear them. Um, the little little bits, um, you know, and then their little stupid thing that they do for the national anthem. Um, but yeah, I mean they 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 showed out like it was pretty impressive. You you saw decent little pockets of green. Every the, the game was great. I guess, I guess we'll never know if they brought their flag or not. Uh, they actually. I don't think I saw that design. But yeah, it was one. They only fly when they score. That's what I mean. Yeah. They went all uh, that yeah. way and they didn't even score. Exactly, man. That's true. Put up a big donut in fucking ATL. <laughs> What's hey, it, what was it like? show out for your team and they roll up. What was it like after the score? They went up 1 0. What was the stadium like? Oh, man. Uh, loud. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking train horn that haunted me after we played them the first time. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but, you know, like, I mean, we have to remember that Atlanta's had a lot of heartbreak when it came comes to sports over the years. Yeah. So, with them, like, a, a city that's already proud of you know, being Atlanta, yeah. to see the type of just, like, not an annoying, douchey pride, but they were just so happy to finally be champions. Yeah. So it was cool to see that, like, people that were so thirsty for a win, win it and just be so grateful for it. Um, that was pretty dope. And, and you know, seeing Almiron's last game in the MLS, who I think is a pretty, pretty awesome player. Um, yeah, and just, I mean... To be honest, like that that team is never gonna be the same again, right? Like right. that that Atlanta team with everything that's gonna happen in this post uh, after this season. So, seeing seeing the that last bit of their inaugural season chapter close, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, oh, okay, like we're gonna have to go through this someday. Them riding out into the sunset or a little uh, something a little more yeah. sorrow, but eventually our inaugural core isn't going to be there at some point too. So it made me think of that. Yeah, man, it was but a lot of different. They got good players emotions. coming through the pipes, man. They got they already signed. Uh, what's his name from River Plate? It's gonna be a it's gonna be a whole. Yeah, they're gonna keep it. They're gonna keep it moving. So. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> in the black and gold of the stadium, I'd like to see them in our corner. That's true. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's have the better record. Yeah. Exactly. It's cool. It, I was glad that I watched that final because there are quality teams that made it there. Mm-hmm. But it also, as soon as it ended, I was like, all right, cool. That chapter is done. On yeah. to the next season. Yeah. Right. We get a shot again. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Shout yeah, out to getting a cool. shot again. Exactly. Shout Just out to getting a shot again. Envious, <laughs> man. The, 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 seeing that 
seen the the trophy hit the ground with the red and black. And just, yeah. 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 That's, you want that? Uh, but the that, that little foil like MLS cup thing that they did looks so fucking cheesy. Step your shit up, MLS. <laughs> the fuck was that? Looking like arts and craft for a fucking kindergarten. All right, and we got the FCFC pod, guys. Hey, what, what, Brought what, to you by. Okay, yeah, one last thing. I just want to. We usually do tea time with these as a. These as a prediction time for when we had games. We just like we had a score prediction stuff, but yeah. now that we're more forward looking into generally second season, like. What are you looking forward to bringing in the second season? Can you give us a sneak peek about what, what you're working on and what you, what project you're, like, excited about to prove what we are? Okay. Uh, season two. Just excited to be, all right? Back to work. Yeah. We're back. Yeah. We're here. Now we're back. It's going to be good. It's, uh, it's continuing with what we built. Mm-hmm. We all know it's not done yet. This is Los Angeles. This is a big deal. We got to bring a championship home to the city. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're in the heart of it. Let's do it. Bring a chip home. Building on the success we had last season. Proud of that. Defend it. We did well on the road last year. Let's do well there again. Yeah. Let's defend the bank. Right. Stick to it. You know. Oh yeah. And I think we can even pick up more points. We have a great team. I think uh, we have a good system. It's now just back in the office dedicated step to you yeah so I'm excited for the grind man I just it's the having the game on Saturday and the lead up to it every all the preparation that goes into it like I you end up missing it right in a, in a way yeah it's cool it's a monumental experience like yeah. on your week it's like yeah we have game day coming right yep I don't know once the jump for LA football club came in man honestly sometimes when y'all go past five five reps on the jump for LA football club <laughs> I, I get mad at you capo sometimes I'm not even a friend this has been FCFC podcast guys if you enjoyed listening to us great if you didn't cool have a good week FCFC 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 FCFC